Hey, hey, howdy ho, neighborino. It's your favorite neighbors, Ricker and Bond. Hey, back with another episode. You know, I live on the right side of you, Ricker lives on the left. And you live in the middle, and you know this is just your 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 weekly. You know, you, you may be mowing the lawn on Saturday, and we're just talking at you over over the fence. That's how I imagine this podcast. You're in the middle. You are the end in Ricker and Bond. You can either be the ampersand or the letters of it. But either way, this episode you're going to be learning a whole lot about Square, a whole lot about decentralization, a whole lot about Web three. It's probably going to be the most informative thing you've ever listened to. While being the most entertaining thing you ever listened to, I mean, if that's not an edge in the market, I don't know what is. It's a chunky episode, so make sure you listen to this at two times speed. For real, put on your AirPods with noise canceling and have a good ride to work. Two times speed is is pretty pretty fast on Apple, but five you know, times speed. <laughs> we're also pretty. I think we're kind of slower talkers. Am I wrong? Yeah, I definitely am. I'm always high, but yeah, California. You know, you know how it is. Rate five stars wherever you're listening to it. RickerandBond.com. RickerandBond on Instagram. Go get some sick merch. Enjoy. Please enjoy. Thank you. chill on the vocals <laughs> have they collab yet i know they were they were just it's la things you know sean said he went over there once this is a while ago i don't know if they have since he went over there once and like he rolled a blunt and he got really high and like sean he didn't even play because he was just so high <laughs> i think because he went over uh valent calvin valentine his name i forget his name shout out whoever that guy is i don't know him but he brought up his name, Valentine. I knew his name before that. Valentine. So Calvin, sweet. I believe. Ricker and Bond, everybody. It's both Ricker and Bond giving you the show entitled Ricker and Bond. If you're listening to this, you know how to get to our podcast. So you should rate it five stars wherever you have it. Subscribe as well. Go it's over probably there. your favorite time of the week, I would guess. You know, it's a... A fatty episode, just ready for you to just be engulfed in. Instagram, I'm, I might need to cut this. This is, is going to be real echoey. If I had some headphones in the bottom, maybe that would work. Um, I'm a little annoyed by it. Does I, the, I, fuck, I, yeah. does the <laughs> iPhone has to like have a mute feature, just a straight up, just mute me, bro. That's I, interesting. Or mute the, the sound. Oh, I guess try not. something now. As we... That would be something to maybe slide in iOS 16, Tim. Because he Man, codes everything okay. himself. I got to get out. I got to get out of here. Oh, no. First of all, I uh, lagged it. I lagged it, dude. Uh, I lagged it. 
now we're now we're not in it anymore. But it's okay, <laughs> you're still listening. Yeah, that's, that's what we do, dude. Live stuff here on Raker and Bond. Yes, I record video with my iPhone 13. <laughs> you should do that. I had I had a stand about it. I don't know where my stand is, and the angle isn't super flattering. Guys, uh, quick update on the iPhone 13. It's sure. still bitching. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a couple I, more weeks think, until it's it's just normal. I, I don't know if it can ever get normal. It's just it will. It will. It's just you know so good. I don't I don't understand it. I'm like using the front camera right now, and I'm like, whoa, this looks like a crystal clear image. Since when is the front camera like made you just be like, damn? I don't know. Uh, I just probably like not. Friends. Probably not in a long time. I saw a video of a guy at a baseball game with some. I think it was a Samsung phone people said in the comments. Gross. He, was, he was in the outfield and he was just zooming in real deep on the, the person at the plate, which is a long distance. There is actually a Samsung phone with a really good camera, but at the end of the day, it's still a Samsung phone. <laughs> like, no, Samsung phones are good, but like they're software. Ugh, they're software. This makes me sad. He's just like very box software. I just don't like to have Flat. like four messaging apps and like eight maps apps and like 13 calendar apps, you know, like power to the people, power of choice, you know, the power of bloatware, power of used storage that could be used for other things. That is it's like you thing. got the fuck Samsung, you got Samsung messages, Verizon messages, uh, fucking, I don't know, like a bunch of things. I'm like, yo, just give me some Samsung software. That's why I like the Pixel, because I was kind of like that. The last time I didn't have an iPhone was probably somewhere in middle school. Probably before that. Ooh, that must have been rough. I don't remember it. I think maybe my last one was the Razor, chocolate, chocolate Razor or something. The Flip. Well, in my opinion, the iPhone wasn't really like... No question about it, the better phone until like the iPhone 11, 10, 11. A couple years ago? Yeah, because like 7, 8, they were good, but like the Pixel was always just like a little bit better with the camera, you know, and Samsung would come up with the cool shit. Yeah, that one's just like, but now that phone's what, like five years old? You could buy that like refurbished for like 150 bucks and it's solid phone. Yeah, but at 13, ugh, nasty. You just scale it up, man. Apple they, phones after Apple phones after Apple phones. They're like, we don't give a fuck anymore about the camera bump. We're just going to make it as big as possible. Just literally just, it's just going to tilt on your thing like that. Oh, is that what it does? It, it's such such a big tilt, but mm. the glory of it is everybody knows it's a 13 because it won't sit flat. Ah. Unless you have a case on it, which most people do, but I don't, mm. so. You know, that's, that's a sign of risky behavior that some people like, you know, living on the edge. I'm insurance. Oh. I think it's 20, 29 bucks for a new screen. Way to ruin the risky mystique. Oh, yeah. If I didn't have insurance, for sure, I would fucking have a case. What, what is it, a, a year? Two years. Insurance is a racket. Dude. Theft and loss, too. Uh, it's expensive, but like... The peace of mind, like, you just can't beat it. <laughs> like, honestly, because I don't want to be worrying about my phone, the thing I use every day. 
I know I know that there's a history of uh I think we've talked about it before, but insurance being for for slaves going across a ship and people that are having yeah. it as a product. But I don't know if it goes any further than that. I wonder if there's there's probably some deals people had with money and, and trinkets to, to change. I was I was listening to a thing. <laughs> this made me think there was a a little video that was like I consume a uh, generally. But they're they're saying like I consume a bunch of information all day, but I couldn't tell you like what uh, an in depth thing about it because there's so much information. I thought that was funny, but you know, podcast. Um, someone was saying that the idea most people have the idea of older societies like bartering off top, and they're like, oh, and then money wasn't made until like fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred, or something, and no one had credit or debt, but apparently. Societies did have a lot of credit and debt before there was barter, and so there's a lot of cycles of of that money stuff before. But I wonder if there's any people who had insurance on stuff. Like, yo, if you don't give me back my cow, give me give me a sheep, huh? Who knows what they had? I just don't know about. Probably so had many, like so many civs, man. So many civilizations. Probably had like DeFi, like <laughs> back in Jesus's time, but nobody wrote it down. Just someone forgot, and they're like, yo, dude. They're just so enthralled by the technology. They're like, why would we write it down on freaking rocks, you idiot? <laughs> they what are you doing? They just... <laughs> before they invented paper. The, the people that wrote stuff on paper were just the, like, scum, like, brainless people of society. And then, but, like, some weird magnet storm happened, and all the cool technology was washed away in a magnet storm tunnel. And then Jesus. we just, it's like, rocks. Jesus Christ. Now, now we just have weird planes and stupid metal computers. Sometimes I'm in the shower and I'm just like, dude, like, people probably used to just smell like shit, like, all the time. Like, I read somewhere once that, like, in medieval times when they were churches, they would smell so fucking bad because no one, like, showered for months. They would, like, bring in a bunch of, like, petals of like roses and like pump perfume in the chapel that's what the the churchy incenses were for uh i, I guess probably yeah. half of it someone asked and they're like what is that what's that what's that smelly stuff for and some church official had to say oh that's you know it's for god and stuff but then in the back when they have their uh their behind the scenes church snacks they're like yeah everybody just stinks so we had to b- go burn some bossel wood Everybody's eyes are just burning from the BO. And it always smelled like shit in castles because, like, they were just shit in buckets. Like, you know, never sanitize. Yeah, it was cold and dark. Rats everywhere. Perfect place for, like, a plague to just brew up, you know? Every hundred years. Fuck. 1912, 1812, 2021. Imagine coronavirus back then. I'm sure they would have figured it out eventually. I think it's kind of the same scale. Probably would have taken like a little bit longer. I think the Black Death like killed a lot more people because they like were technologically so ill adapted to what they needed. Because you know they didn't have soap, so it's like kind of a big thing. What did we have? Do we have didn't uh, a COVID vaccine or something, dude? Shout out. What's what's the next one? What's the next disease? It'll happen in like uh, two, one hundred years from now. Two twelve, two one twelve, two one 
Yeah. Happy was 2112. That's how they're going to say it. 1980. Are these masks just here to stay for good? Like, is that what's going on? Or is it just a California I mean, first of all, it's a little, it is a little, you have less things going in the air, so it's kind of innately healthier. Uh, But, you know, probably three years, give it a, a slow decline. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's like, it's like, I'm always looking for my mask, hmm. you know, like, come on. Like, well, with Ricker and Bond's mask finder, you can find your mask right on your sh- pocket. Mask finder. Look at that. I mean, that's a, it's, it's a little bit of a flash in the pan, but you know, you probably have a couple of years for people to get into it. Fucking hate it. I saw a tweet that was like, people think there's going to be a big old sci-fi world-ending asteroid thing, but it's just going to be a slow decline of of hot weather and, and famine and, and water. I think we'll take ourselves out before the climate does. <laughs> I, I think the currency will just fucking tank, and then we'll literally just be like, hey, that's happening. nothing fucking matters, and we'll just <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. That's that's happened multiple times throughout history, and on Rick and Morty. And then the rich people will just like be like, "Yo, we're just gonna go underground for a couple, or we're just gonna go to space." And that's what they're doing. Damn, that's cray cray. Yeah, I was wondering if people were thinking of best slash worst case scenarios for Earth, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know, can't really save it." Everybody says. That we've already kind of passed the point of no return for a semi comfortable as it is now experience on the planet. So you kind of just gotta go up there. I was, man, I was watching, I shout out this conference again, Salt Conference. It's about investors, but they had Mishukaku, you know that guy, the physicist Asian dude? No. You know Mishukaku? Everybody knows Mishukaku. Oh, Mishu. Really? Or no? I don't know. Dude, everybody knows Mishukaku. Let me just let me just get this little. Get oh, this, little. this guy, Mishu, man. Yeah, everybody I see knows this Mishu. guy. He's cool. Um, he's kind of old now, isn't he? Forty-seven. What is that? Damn. Old people are fascinating, four? you know, because they're so old. They they're a little bit older. It's crazy. It's like you look at old pictures of them, like in the seventies, and they're like older than I am now. I'm just like, damn, you've been around a while. <laughs> Yeah, he was talking on the SALT conference about just the future of, of humans in like 150, 50 years and, and whatnot. And he was talking about, and shout out Ian Dunlap of, of Ian Dunlap fame, but he was talking about this before I heard Mishu Kaku say it, which was interesting as a weird confirmation is that people are trying, I don't know if they're trying now, but they're talking about using technology to upload consciousness as an avatar to different planets to kind of be avatars on different planets to do things. So your body just be here on Earth just dead while you're on Mars chilling? Maybe, yeah. I'm down with that. But what if someone just like rapes your body without you knowing? It it could... This is a, a wicked thought, but it just popped in my head. You could have... Oh, man. You could have a a planet full. 
you know ricky rick and morty dude and how yeah they oh used... don't throw this on them this is your idea what are you saying <laughs> and you know just... and you know how they used morty's to power a planet of energy oh fuck <laughs> you you might end up having avatars conscious <laughs> on a different planet and using human bodies that are, are quite like electric you know to uh to power the planet damn that's some wicked slavery yeah fucking thing but it might be at a at a point where you know how people are kind of programmed now. If if you have a good product, you don't really care if your privacy is being monetized, or if it's like destroying the earth. Or like four year olds made it for pennies a day. But it, it, you know, if uh, if you have a good product and you got a good situation just, as a weird avatar robot on a Jupiter planet or exoplanet, then people might not. Care yeah. about their bodies being raped for energy. This iPhone 13 is a good product. Well, so is that rape for energy? Damn, dude. So, like, what if your what if your body just like dies? Like, is your consciousness still alive? I guess you don't. You really know, there was there was an Amazon show that was um, and it wasn't really talked about. But you know how I love I love media as a precursor for technology in the future because these cats are just putting everything in media just as like a as a warmer upper for what people should experience star wars and plagues and zombie movies it's like oh there's so many zombie movies so many plague movies so many climate change movies wonder what that's about it's because it's what you're gonna for sure happen too um but there is a uh an amazon tv show that's not tv it's an amazon show and it was about a guy who was in I think I think it was he died and he goes his consciousness goes digital to stay alive or something. I should probably watch that as a little as a uh as a Nostradamus Amazon is telling you what they're trying to do because they like telling people what they're doing via media. I don't know. Let's see what, let's see what it's called. The future. Oh, I also saw I think I sent it to you, maybe I didn't, but this guy this first of all i had a just a horrendous it's just a poor week of a lot of phone usage and it's disgusting how much phone i was using and i looked at that screen time and i also i also it was this week i i didn't work out because i like tweaked my shoulder and <laughs> and uh i think that might be a part is dude working out's great my screen time it's obnoxious. I don't even want to look at it because I know it's so bad. You should. You should. Is it? Is it like? Do you consciously know it's bad? Yeah, because I'm like I don't Dude, know. I just be on my apps? phone a lot. The dumb apps. No, no, no. They're like it's productive stuff, but still, I'm just like, dude. Like this sucks what that you I have to be looking phone? at my what you, phone. What are you producing on your phone? I'm fucking literally just like I'm growing to just. Or I'm trying to. I kind of just started. I'm just trying to grow some Instagram accounts, but it's like rep- reposting other people's memes. And they're competing with each other. I'm just trying to see which one will do better. They're both kind of different. Fun, fun, fun. But I just be on my phone. I'm just be like, dude, like I, like I know I'm on my phone trying to work on something, but I feel the addiction to Instagram. You know, like I feel it. Like when that. I open the app, I'm just like, ooh, little dopamine. You know? Yeah. I I don't like it. This week, man. This week I spent 20 hours on TikTok. Damn. 
a bad week. Damn. Let me see. Well, I'm, my phone's recording, but maybe I can see on my Mac. Audible only an hour. My goodness. My goodness. Screen time for Mac is off. Turn on. No, I don't want to share across the devices. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Audible. Yeah, I, I can't check, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not great. Last week. Should I share across devices? Nah. What screen time? Yeah, because then that'll like fuck up my stats. It's a good day to have. Yeah, I was also thinking about because I'm pretty sure I haven't read hell articles because I've I got to get better in my reading habits. Obviously, this week Apple's eventually going to get into healthcare, and I was thinking it's pretty absurd how people can't just completely biohack their emotional state and their like health well being because pretty easy brain chemistry stats could be funneled to your phone and see how much dopamine you're getting with certain activities or how much whatever the opposite of dopamine is for certain activities whatever's making you depressed and track that to certain activities and then you just biohack yourself into a uh, chemically happy life then we just so, get some ads about antidepressants well that too maybe yeah maybe that's why maybe that's why there's a whole industry about not being depressed huh yeah, some someone who's not depressed is making billions off of depressed <laughs> people. <laughs> His, other people's depression literally gives them a, a dopamine rush. Literally gives them generational wealth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get that oh. person on the pod. See, hey, how does that make you feel? How do you start? I was like, well, I had a really depressed roommate and I just, I don't know. I had a homie in chemistry and he was like, yeah, this, this drug right here, it blocks all the bad things in your brain. He kind of bought another it. drug from another country, slapped my name on it and sold it. And now, you know, you know, you can't think too hard about what you do. You, you'll make yourself sad. And you know, <laughs> I don't want to make myself sad. That's one more sad person. Yeah. Oh man. Trying so hard not to sneeze. Go ahead and sneeze, bro. It's a, a free sneeze state. I can't. I'm scared. That's okay. There should a be lot okay. About what that one channel I was talking about with with uh, movie shorts? I think it's shorts from all over the world that they just put on a channel. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting model, but it's called uh, omelet or omelet or something. That that's also a nice time waster, but really cool. Uh, five to like fifteen minute movies that are from I think award winning places and fun stuff. YouTube be crazy. Omelet. E-L-E-T, I believe. I was also watching a video from 13 years ago. It was a Puerto Rican videotaping of some music band. And, and this thing was like PowerPoint fonts saying, you're watching this channel thanks to YouTube. And I thought that was hilarious. 13 years ago, this is what? Two thousand. Oh, 2008. Um, YouTube is still around. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's not that crazy. It's, it's very ad- admirable to be around, but I mean... Lots kind of, of websites, platforms have come and gone in YouTube span. A lot of video platform plans? Vine. I know there was another one in between Vine. Remember Daily Booth? Do you remember... 
Fuck. There's remember form spring. Well, that's not video. Um, it was always like a companion to YouTube. I feel <laughs> like, you know, and Instagram was always kind of there. Um, Twitter was always kind of there, but there were like other, like people would also be like, you'll follow me on this other thing. What was YouTube's edge in Google's mind? YouTube's edge in Google's mind. I actually listened to a podcast about this. Yeah. Um, so Google, oh fuck, there's some really good details too. Cause it was kind of a fucked up situation, but I kind of forgot, but I'll try to remember. So at the time, the YouTube CEO, who I, I think might still be the same CEO, it's a lady. So she was developing Google Video and it was competing with uh it was competing with YouTube. And I think she like paid a bunch of money. She like spent billions like developing Google Video, but nobody was using it. And then she was like looking at YouTube and she was like, and they oh, were Google like really video. struggling because they were starting, they were uh, like, they were crashing all the time. They didn't have a huge team. And she was like, fuck dude, the investors are going to fucking kill me if I like burned $10 billion on Google video. And now I'm thinking about buying YouTube because people were still using YouTube over Google video for some reason. And that she was like, fuck it, I'll just buy it. And so she bought it. And then they introduced the uh, the partner program and started like paying people and Susan do their search in there. Susan Wachiki, Wachiki Polish. Mm-hmm. I'll get down on that. She she's goes hard, dude. She was around during the incorporation of Google. She was formerly marketing at Intel, and then she helped on AdSense and went to VP of Advertising Commerce, oversaw AdWords, AdSense, DoubleClick, and Google Analytics. And says YouTube was a small startup competing successfully with Google's video servers, which I did not know existed. I remember it. Her response was to propose the purchase of YouTube. All right, guys, I have a great idea. Uh, we're Google. We got money, yeah? You guys want to buy this good company? Yeah, and it started as a dating site. YouTube? Yeah. Um, but then they quickly pivoted when they realized, hey, yo, we just kind of invented internet video. Want to just focus on this? <laughs> um, well, they didn't invent it, but they made it, like, really easy. Um, do you remember back in the time, like, you literally had to have, like, a QuickTime player or some bullshit to watch a video online? It was quite mm-hmm. the hassle. And YouTube was, like, the first native video player. It was pretty astounding for its time. Even I, as a... How old was I? A 10, 11? 10, 11 year old was like, huh, interesting. I gotta get Susan on the pod, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, she's scheduled in for, for November. Thank you. Thank you. Um, somebody posted on Instagram, yeah. like, hey, uh, did you know YouTube was started because some guys were trying to find a video of Janet Jackson's tip popping out during the Super Bowl. I, I do kind of remember that lore a little bit. Is that a, is that a true memory or something I'm just making up? It might be true. But um, I was like, this is just another corporation that was built off trying to expose black women or something. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> well, that may be true. YouTube has made more black women billionaires than probably anything else in history. So not billionaires, millionaires. So like, 
<laughs> Why don't we just focus on that? Speaking of black women and YouTube, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. What do you do now? He talked about trans people and versus black people on his special, which I haven't seen yet, but I saw little clips. He also talked about ancient civilizations in there. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> I haven't seen either. Either apparently there was a big Netflix staff meeting before it came out, and the CEO was like, "Yo, guys, Dave said some stuff. Prepare for some backlash." Well, speaking of that, on Friday, Netflix said it had fired an employee for disclosing confidential financial information. <laughs> I don't think this was said in the headlines I saw about Netflix firing the person. So I saw Netflix workers had a walkout, I believe. Uh, I think it was mainly trans people uh, because I don't really know the specifics of what Chappelle said. I wish but I had the, seen the, the gist of the joke was, um, I don't know, I think it was along the lines of certain groups getting different responses to like bigotry than other groups of so like trans versus black people getting treated differently with bigotry. And that's actually funny because... Did you hear anything about the the Raiders coach? No. The Raiders coach was fired. Raiders is a football team. Uh, fired slash resigned because of emails uh, he sent in 2011 that were derogatory towards uh, gay people and also some some black people as well. Uh -huh. and, the, and the first thing that came out was derogatory things towards a black dude. And there wasn't a whole lot of hubbub. And then homophobic stuff came out and there was a lot of hubbub about it. You know, so, that reminds me of a, what in the breakfast club or something? Well, someone was on there. I don't know. Maybe Dorian posted it a while ago. This guy was saying like, what was he saying? He was like, you know, uh, Joe Biden, when, um, when, when Joe Biden first became president, there was like a lot of like anti-trans like stuff going on. So Joe Biden made an executive order that made it like a federal crime to like discriminate or like do hate kinds against hate crimes against trans people. And then like those old Asian people started getting beating up, getting beat up. And then Joe Biden did the same thing. It was like hate crimes against uh, Asian people are, are federal crimes. And then like kids started getting shot and like, black kids started getting shot and like be by police that was in the media again and joe biden didn't do anything i was like huh that's pretty interesting yeah yeah you know all bigotry should be treated the same i say that before i start to talk about a uh article that probably sensationalizes groups after groups versus groups i think that was part of what some people were saying about what chappelle was saying because he was like it's not trans versus black it's kind of just bigotry all around but netflix fired someone because they apparently disclosed financial information about what it paid for dave Chappelle's comedy special the closer which some has condemned as being transphobic it's from ap news how much money though <laughs> damn let me guess I, I don't have a number didn't he get paid like or he turned down like oh this is just a number like 50 million or something back HBO. in comedy central yeah or recently Back in the day, like early uh, 2000. The, the Comedy Central thing where he was, he walked away from the show because I don't know, whatever reasons he did. 
probably a lot of money. Yeah, and then <sighs> he had a yeah, special so about that too. Probably, probably they probably shouldn't have done that. Now they don't have a job. The employee who wasn't named shared confidential, commercially sensitive information outside the company. I don't know if this is the same person that they're saying was fired that started the the walkout. Um, the company said, we understand this employee may have been motivated by disappointment and hurt with Netflix, but maintaining a culture of trust and transparency is core to our company, said Netflix. The statement, oh, here we go, some money, dude. <laughs> The statement said the information was referenced in a Bloomberg News article, which reported that Netflix spent $24.1 million on The Closer, which is Chappelle's special, I believe, which first aired last week. The article also mentioned the lower budgets for 2019's special, a Bo Burnham special, and the nine-episode hit Squid Game. I don't know if this is the same people that got fired, but that's also, it seems like you're... Leaking some money out there. Netflix just got that money. The single person admitted that they downloaded and shared sensitive company information externally. Well, why would you admit it? <laughs> yeah. Come right. on, dude. Was uh, it worth it? Like, Dave still got paid. People, people are still going to watch it. Well, I'll probably watch it more. I still haven't yeah. seen it. It's probably hilarious. I don't know. And like... I, I also, get... it's fucking comedy too. Like of all the things, it's not like a fucking controversial documentary about trans people. No, it's a fucking comedy show. Sure, yeah. The co- the comedy line is always something that's interesting thought experiment too. There is a one of those omelet short movies it was a five minute one about a dude on a date with a girl, and they're doing funny jokes, and he did a a, a black joke, um, and she was like, oh, that's just, you can't do that. We, we're not going on a second date. And then they go outside and then a black dude comes up to her and, uh, and before he says anything, she's like, no, I don't have any money. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she, she keeps on interrupting him. It says, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he's like, no, I'm just, I'm asking for directions. And, and the guy's like, yeah, it's just over there, dude. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, good, that's good dark racial humor, you know? That's really how it be though. Um, yeah. There, there was an angle that people were saying where it's like Chappelle was making it black versus trans. There's obviously a, a Venn diagram of trans and other races that exist. I get that angle too, but. Damn, dude. Can we just like, can we just let Dave Chappelle just do his thing? <laughs> I mean, is this Chappelle? He just seems like the, like the least like threatening guy. Like, I mean, he's like kind of old. Old. <laughs> he, might, he has a wife. He, might, he has his sons. He might have some older mentalities. No one probably respects that man less than his wife. I'm just putting that out there. Isn't my patient? Yeah. Oh, come on. What are we doing here? <laughs> I remember one time he was on stage and he was like making very mild, soft jokes, like lobs about his relationship. And every time he would say something, he would like look over at a portion of the audience and like smile as if looking for <laughs> approval. And I know he was looking at his wife. I just know. Are you sure, are you sure it was approval or it was a, a, a smile? Of, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know, I know. No, 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 I know, I know. And it's because it was kind of like, I don't know. Mm. Kind of like, oh, are you laughing, honey? Oh, you're not? Okay, I'll go softer. Hmm. I get I that. Like, damn, like damn, she <laughs> I mean, has him by the balls. I mean, I get that. If you if you're a super public comedian and 
you probably don't want to do a whole lot of jokes on your family life. He probably cheated on her after they had kids and he's afraid to lose her. So he's walking on eggshells. Where they have a, a lovely like, relationship. Like J. Cole. J. Cole? And Kevin Hart. Let me see this clip, Dave. Come on. It's just going to be a bunch of talking heads about it. I want to see the clip. TV. Show me the clip. I think Twitter might have it. But that was, that's going to be in social media headlines for about a week or so. And, you know, that's what happens. You know, uh, I got the sauce. Are people really actually upset? Or is it just Hollywood that's upset? It, you know, that's that's a great point. A lot of, a lot of, I forget what specific topic that someone brought up about that. Um, but a lot of things do seem to be just kind of media driven headlines. Just Hollywood um, sucking each other off all the news. Not even, not even just Hollywood, but I mean, you gotta make headlines. Not even just Hollywood, but there's some things that people get, even just like politics, like people get mad about like three things generically over politics. If you ask like, oh, what's your position on this? And then you're like, okay, so then you're this category. And so you're like, wait, why are, Why is that the specific thing that you, you're conditioned to have a really strong opinion about? Sure, it might be a, a good opinion or a, 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 a consequential thing in society, but it's very specifically these four things. My favorite thing about Hollywood is how they can have like an award show and 15 people in a row can make a speech about anti-bigotry, anti-racism, save the climate, everybody's equal. And then there's literally abject poverty outside the Greek theater or wherever there haven't the award show. It's literally the slums of India on the streets of Hollywood and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> but they're on TV talking about how we got to change the world. And yeah, they, the, could, they could have a, a solid solid organization of uh, Hollywood versus homeless or something. I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, nice, do you know a, where you are? A nice soup kitchen in the name. Maybe it's because people that watch those shows online or on TV don't like see where it's like filmed and stuff. I'm like, dude, there's literally a tent city right outside, and you're gonna walk right past that and get into your limousine and go into the hills and party. Grab grab a little local consciousness first, you know. Yeah. But no, people people don't care that much. Yeah. Oh well. It could pretty easily, you know, okay. once you get in yeah. a position of power. And you... Maybe they do care, and I'm just a, I'm just a hater. You know, a lot of people probably aren't going to like publicize it. Maybe they do have a solid Hollywood soup kitchen, and they're like, "Hey, I'm doing what I do. I'm, I don't. I mean, I'm helping out these kids on on the internet can suck one." Yeah. Damn. It'd be a, a fun, elite. a solid very uh in-depth journalism report to see if people of hollywood have funds going towards things they talk about on when's the last time you really watched an award show though yeah they're, they're they're still talking about things i haven't watched an award show forever i see clips and it's just like it'll just be like robert de niro gets on stage with michelle obama and they're like like eating each other's ass in front of like i shouldn't do that on tv the crowd and Obama's like, oh, honey, don't do that, please. Let it's me see if I can play this Chappelle clip on Twitter, if it's a, a relevant clip. Now, I am not saying that to say that trans women aren't women. I am just saying that those pussies that they got. You know what I mean?
I'm not saying it's not pussy, but that's like beyond pussy or impossible pussy. You know what I mean? It, it tastes like pussy. That's not quite what it is, is it? It's not blood. That's beet juice. Oh, a little bit. Solid bit. Yeah, it's interesting that maybe not so much for Chappelle. It sounded like the crowd was thoroughly enjoying what he was saying. But like when I go to smaller shows like open mics, the crowd goes crazy when the person goes like against the grain of what like mainstream hot Hollywood believes. They'll be like if somebody like hopped on stage and was like, Yeah, I voted for Trump, fuck it. Everyone would just erupt in laughter. But you would never say that on like Jimmy Kimmel, you know? Because you'd be escorted out of the studio. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't say most things on, on TV that you could say in a club. But like when you're just like not famous, you just like go crazy, I guess. That's why I kind of like uh, not famous comedians because most of them are awful, but like they're hungry. I still, I still believe that especially comedians, even famous ones, just will say whatever they want. I, I, I we've had the conversation about comedians and like TV late night comedians, but that's not common. I don't. I I I think Kevin Hart does not say a lot anymore. That's if a, you compare his new comedy comedian. to his old one, Kevin Hart barely swears. I wouldn't anymore. You, you wouldn't put Kevin Hart in the group of like comedians, comedians though. I would because like he's a, of, he's of a working cats, comedian of the cats that are like podcasting and and things. Those Kevin Hart is a podcast. Type. Kevin Hart's just famous. And he's More so than the, the circle of comedians that are famous, famous. Like, yeah, yeah I, Kevin I, Hart is, is a, uh, is a family friendly version of Chappelle's famous, but Chappelle yeah. would still go to, to whatever that club in LA is that, that most famous comedians go to Kevin Hart, what? probably not. Kevin Hart goes to like small clubs like all over the country and just like works out material. Sure. Yeah, I feel like he cares about the craft. I'm not saying he's not a comedian, but I'm saying he's a he's a superstar comedian that does movie things. You know? It's like it's like is 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 Dwayne the Rock Johnson a wrestler? Yeah. But he's also now a, a movie person. You know? Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a group of wrestlers. You got your Roman Reigns and your John Cena's kind of not really like John Cena. Wait, like so you're saying like the, the oh, so the group of comedians that you're talking about, you say that you feel that like they can still say whatever they want. Yeah, those are the people that people on the internet get mad about for a week. Uh, I don't think they can say whatever they want, especially when there's like deals and money involved you know when they're just like i get this much i get paid this much from comedy but i'm gonna get paid three times as much from this hbo show i better like not do anything to fuck it up they'll take deals from you like that sure sure but if you're like somebody like i don't know i can't name a comedian off the top of my head that literally doesn't care about money and they're just like i don't even want to get famous i don't want to have a podcast i don't want to have a twitter i just want to there's probably a couple of those and we don't know them for that reason. I just want to do comedy just to do comedy. If somebody says, yo, you want to be on a show? I'll say, fuck them. I just want to do comedy. Like maybe those guys, but like nobody knows them because they don't like, you think there's, there's rock star comedians without social presence. I wouldn't presence? call them. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't call them like 
rock stars because they're not famous, but they're probably they can probably kill it on stage. They just they make a living art. off of comedy. I don't know if they make because you because co- I imagine comedy doesn't pay that much yeah, unless famous. you're famous. Yeah, like I don't know if there's like a Louis C.K. who's out there that's unknown that is there's probably intentionally staying under the radar. There, there's pro- I don't know if there's someone that's like I'm purposely not getting mainstream famous because i just love the craft so much and i could because it could just kind of means you go on a press run and you have good friends and you can i don't know make a name for yourself online but i'm I'm sure there's 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 killers in the comedy scene that aren't famous yeah like you think they're like trying to not be famous like they're just like i think they're trying (laughs) huh but there's there's uh, funny yeah. there's funny cats that pop up on like TikTok has it has some algorithms for comedy. Yeah. <sighs> I hate TikTok. But you got you know, I don't know. You gotta like put in effort to be famous, like it's a different kind of effort than just working on a comedy craft. Yeah, like if you if you're doing comedy and you're also like, all right, I wanna also try to write a TV show, you're like putting an effort to like elevate your career you know yeah but if you're just like i'm just gonna do comedy i don't want to do anything else i feel like maybe but I, I do think that i think podcasting is a natural progression for people trying to make a network for themselves that are in comedy rather than because before you always had the comedy and the natural progression was to to be on like a sitcom or something back mm-hmm. in the 90s and stuff but i think instead of doing comedy and like a writer for something a lot of people are just like, let me work up on, on my brand and then have a podcast that I can monetize with just me working out <laughs> thoughts that I can use in bits. Yeah. The comedy podcast. The comedy podcast. How many podcasts do we have in the world? Says, says Google. How many? Comedy. So you think there's any comedians out there that are like, of HBO's like, hey, guy, hey, man, we think you're really funny. I want to pay you $10 million to be in this show written by fucking uh, who knows because we think you're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But stop saying rape jokes. Do you think someone's like, nah, dude, I want to keep saying those jokes. You can keep the money. There's definitely a percentage of people that would do that. Like mm-hmm. Jesselnik is, is kind of mainstream famous and he has a more uh, darker humor. Yeah, Jesselnik is interesting but i bet you and i could be wrong about this because of his jokes you're not gonna see him on many other things yeah but he probably made a conscious decision to be i like this style (laughs) of comedy that is very violent for some topics i don't know if it's violent but very gory what's another word for dark what's that guy's name with the fucking suit the suit yeah I don't know, like man. Car. He's really dark too, like Jessica. Oh, the British dude. Yeah, yeah. That that's a, that's an interesting example too, because he he. But he's also he's on a lot of British media. British media is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. A little about British media. Jimmy Carr is yeah. his name. What's he up with? What's he up to? I don't know, but you know, he, I wonder if because of his comedy is the reason a lot of Americans don't know about him. Because, you know, low-key to kind of, like, break into the American mainstream, you got to go and, like, 
American mainstream media. You got to go on the interviews. You got to go on the TV shows. Not seeing this guy everywhere, anywhere. I you only see him like on YouTube. Yeah. Well, does he have like any Netflix stuff? That's also because I've been thinking about future media, right? Oh wait, I stand corrected. Here he is, the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, two years ago. Interesting. What was he promoting? <laughs> I, don't I, know. I, was, I wonder how. I was thinking about is. future media. Media super centralized, especially before social media and the internet, right? And I'm 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 trying to percolate thoughts about how a decentralized media exists in the future or less centralized. I was speaking of that, doing a lot of um research on web three. Mm-hmm. Kids are calling it now. Just the decentralized everything. And eh, not necessary. Okay. And I was like, I was like, I was thinking like, dude, some things can't be decentralized. Like a big ass server can't be decentralized because it needs to be on a server. Right. But apparently it can, you can just use unused storage space, like all over, all over the world, unused hard drive space all over the world. And like, it's all like encrypted in little bits. And then when it's needed, it's just like, used. that's what the, remember I brought up proof of space. That's proof of space. Basically using other, well, this specific project was using other people's computers as server space. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, yeah, dude. So like, but I mean, I think I, I feel like theoretically servers could be decentralized and I think in the future too, they could not be physical. I don't know how, but it just seems like a plausible thing to me. Yeah, I don't know how either. You're gonna have to it write a paper like on that. It seems like it could just be energy. I mean, Tesla stuff. I feel like Tesla, Tesla, not the the company. The man was thinking of things and patent. I need. I didn't read his patents. I said I was going to read his patents last week. Well, TikTok like, what is what is basically the internet and, the, and information? Not even the, the internet, like the software experience. It's just like circuits just turning on and off really fast. Is it? Yeah, how do you like make that just in the air? What's the circuit do? It just like shoots little beep, little electricity. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, and it's just like with the wires, and those are the blinking lights. Uh, I, I'm not an electrician, but sure. I just know that like software is just like millions of those things, and those things on and off represent ones and zeros represent the ons and off. And well, it seems to me that this is primitive. And that y'all need to step your game up and get away from physical internet, my my guys. It's a pretty marvelous thing. Well, let's make it it's more getting, marvelous. It's getting video on the internet. I found a thing called it's called DTube. It's decentralized YouTube. Okay. And I didn't really look into much how it works, but yeah, basically that's it. It's decentralized. It's on the blockchain. It is like videos and like videos that uh that get to the top are like voted. So it's like kind of like a trust system and it's maintained by this weird governance protocol where like you get to vote on who is like in charge of the website, but you can only vote 15 times. So it's like Ever? number one is like the main like account, like D2 official. The number two is like, I guess the guy, like the main programmer that's like making it. And he's basically just like vlogging how he's like doing it. It's pretty interesting. 
and That's then cool. the rest are like some other people not a lot of like a, a lot of indian like videos on there sure and then i looked on youtube to see if anyone's talking about it like no one's no one fucking knows about this thing right d2 i do think most things one there might not be a lot of demand for things to be decentralized like it's kind of cool and nerdy but at the end of the day like i said if there's a cool product that people enjoy more in their lives then they're like what's the point i don't even know what that means if it is centralized two two <laughs> most things that say they're decentralized even bitcoin and things are, are kind of pretty centralized like there's a there's a a gravity of an amount of people that have most of the saying power and even DAOs and things. Yeah, but like people, okay, well, two things. First, the Bitcoin thing. I think like people would think of Bitcoin as decentralized. Yeah, there's a lot of wallets and a whole lot of Bitcoin, but like the centralized part is the authorization of the transactions. That's what's important. It's not being authorized by a single entity. It's being authorized by every computer running the software. That's the important part. Like who gives a fuck if 50% is hold, held by one person, you know? I mean, but that is kind of, there was someone saying that even with over 50% of people, it's hard to take over the authorization. But I mean, in a currency standpoint, it makes, it matters. There's a website that shows you how difficult it would be to take over 51% of the blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain using the cheapest hardware and it's at like $23 trillion or something. And then the other point you said that Pretty people attainable. don't care about decentralization. Uh, yes and no. I think not yet they don't care. I think Mark Zuckerberg is literally like leading the cause to people that are going to start caring about decentralization, especially when he has all this data and he's just like, just doesn't give a fuck about it. He's just fucking with it. People are eventually going to wake up and be like, do I really want like my data to belong to one company or do I want to go into a if, social network, hit login with what? If that company gives them a service that they enjoy and they don't care. That's especially what young people care about now. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. Like, let's say it's so like with Facebook, you trade your attention for data, right? Or sorry, you trade your data for attention or whatever. So that's cool. Like that's a fair trade. That's the terms and conditions. Like you agree to give your time and they make lots of money off of your data. But then what if they get hacked or something and then your personal data is in the hands of bad people? Like you're not compensated for that. Like you can't really do anything. And Facebook doesn't try very hard to like make it right. They just say, oops. And sometimes they lie about it or they'll tell you for years. So I think that's like pretty fucked up. And once people realize that, they'll be like, oh shit. Like, what's, I mean, the, what's the alternative? Why don't we just like make a social network where there, it isn't governed by a single entity. It's governed by people that like care about the protocol, you know? Yeah. So imagine Facebook, same Facebook, same idea. But instead of logging in with like username, password, whatever, your data, which they then own, you just hit login with Ethereum and like, it's just connected to your wallet. It's not your actual identity and boom, like all your shit comes up and everybody that's using decentralized Facebook on their phone is the, essentially the server, you know, and each new person 
that joins decentralized Facebook is authenticated by all the other users. So just like Bitcoin. So you're not getting bots and you're getting like way less spam, you know? Sure. Obviously that's a ways off because like internet needs to be super fast for that. That's the basic idea of Web3. Now imagine that for everything. Server space sounds like a pain point. But server Still. space gets cheaper every year too. Sure. I don't know that for sure, but I, it makes sense. <laughs> like now yeah. you can buy a fucking uh, a terabyte memory card. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But it's going to have to have a whole lot of marketing power behind it. Because the people that care about this stuff, if they don't have a big old media outlet swaying their opinion, it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a home to get over in the future. It's a really, it, it is Google a really owns, good product. Google owns all data, dude. I mean, does Google not have more data than Facebook? Google oh, I don't know. That's a good the, question. Google has also Amazon too. And, and that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm so interested about Facebook's infatuation, people's government, media, and people's by power of being next to them, people watching media and being under the government, their infatuation with Facebook. Because Google, AWS probably owns more data than than facebook does facebook data is probably primitive what does facebook know about you you like certain things <laughs> no the, the problem with facebook is that they say they're not going to do something and then they do it anyway they say we're not going to track you across the web when you delete an app on your phone and then they do it anyway and then mark zuckerberg goes on trial and he says no we're not doing that and then a year later a whistleblower says yeah they are doing that you know, that's the issue. At least Google and Amazon are like somewhat like truthful. Like, yo, this is what we're doing. This is what we're using it for. No bullshit. You know, like you can, and you're either in or you're out. Mark Zuckerberg's like. That's why I think Facebook won't have more of a sway on people than Google and Amazon. I, I could see it maybe a catalyst for being people enjoying a monetization of their data. And if you have that. <clears throat> narrative out in the public that I think people might be willing to to make projects and use projects that are data decentralized especially if you can monetize off of it Brave kind of does that but yeah you just need a good product I think that Coinbase <coughs> NFT thing is a good start because that's interesting Forgot about that. in interacting with NFTs is like harder than brain surgery at times and they literally were just like yeah we're just gonna put the instagram inter interface on nfts and it's probably gonna be a thing where you like hook up your debit card to buy an nft it's gonna be easy as fuck you're not even need gonna need to buy ethereum it'll just like switch it for you did they preview the platform there's a couple images on their blog i'm on TechCrunch. but now imagine that like celebrities or people that are already influencers get on it and they have like these nfts people can see like what's in their wallet oh fucking tyler the creator has this nft i want this you know let me buy it from him fucking Value, that shit up. Man. That's what, that's or what they people... sell tickets on there true um, lots of possibilities 
<laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see if Coinbase does something beyond just the art aspect of NFTs. Yeah, um, this art bubble is just because it, it could. There's cooler things that can happen. There's cool. There's cool. Yeah, but uh, it's all there, speculation it, it, shit now. Yeah, it's 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 classic what people have done in the art communities for a long time, which is, is transfer a big amount of value in a painting. Some people are gonna get fucking wrecked. Um, but it is also cool for you know, um, intellectual property. Um, Mr. V was talking about that and I, you know, I love some, some good old IP and he was talking like, yeah, man, I'm just building up freaking IP with NFTs. Yep. 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 Talk about it. Um, I'm nasty with that. What? Disney's going to go so hard with that. Pokemon. Get in there. Dude, Pokemon. Think, so Pokemon AR Pokemon Go AR with certifiably owned things. <laughs> I mean, out of town. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when those Apple glasses come out, oh, oh, God damn, game over. Certi- certifiably owned, dude. Pokemon AR was just a little ahead of its time. They at least they have people have some mind share at least at this point. But when you can get some, just just like yeah, this is m- definitely my Meowto. Meow Meowto. You're just fucking battling someone. You're like. You have fucking Yavto, you too, or whatever. There's Freaking, only three of those, bro. <laughs> that's what I was saying, dude. Certifiably. Um, that's nasty. With stuff like that. Yeah, the Coinbase NFT thing is interesting just because Coinbase is probably the least friction and the most popular brand of crypto stuff for the layman. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see <laughs> what people do with NFTs. <laughs> I think like, it's gonna be some shit we get even we haven't even named it. It's gonna be but, or fucking nothing not, happens, it dies and it never not even in out. the long term, but in the short term what people are gonna do because it, it seems like I'm on Coinbase blog, it says, uh, what can you do with NFTs? Good question. Some people display their digital artworks on large monitor what? How is that your first sentence? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dumb. What, like, what can you do <laughs> what just in the put on the perception of Coinbase a big loyalty driven brand of of people using crypto early and, and not very tech savvy good question some people display their digital artworks on large large monitors some buy virtual real estate via nft of course in which they're able to build virtual galleries or museums you can also roam virtual worlds like decentraland and check out other people's collections for some fans the appeal is the in the buying and selling much like any other asset class the collector who sold people made a lot of money more and more mainstream artists have gotten into gotten involved in the space especially from the world of music oh okay so they put music art virtual real estate kings of leon announced their next album would arrive in the form of multiple nfts depending on which a fan buys Various parks will be unlocked, like alternate art, cover art, limited edition vinyl, and even a golden ticket to a VIP concert experience. So, would it be Coinbase's phrasing? Not to cut you off, sorry, but I'm I am uh, real estate, art, speculative asset, and content creation and ownership of music. Can you foresee us going back to an era of scarce music? 
See, that's that's a very interesting question. My my guy Ian Dunlap was was talking about how streaming will die in about twenty twenty seven, and I do believe. <laughs> Whoa! What a what a wild statement. Hey Amen. He's he's earned my trust a lot. At least die down by the the, the peak at twenty twenty seven. Fuck! Um, like, there's only like fifty thousand Drake certified lover boy NFTs, and you can only listen to it if 2027, you have it. Twenty twenty seven, man. Twenty twenty seven. Um. Yeah, I, I I do think that this it, it puts the power in individuals' hands. Potentially, I'm sure you have bigger institutions with money being like, we can do a lot of this stuff for you. Come um, sign with our now NFT based record label. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. But uh, it's it's basically you crowdfunding your own career with with most content creation. If you have fans and cool experiences, how do you get the public to basically revert back to the mindset? Yo, there's only so many copies of this music. I got to get it before it sells out, especially in music, man, especially in music culture. They already have a scarcity model of there's a, this is a limited run of this shirt. This is a limited run of sneakers. So especially, I mean, in hip hop, scarcity is just an interesting thought to think about. Damn. Why is that kind of only in, in a, it's not only, but when I think of limited run stuff, I think of hip hop, AKA black culture. You're going to have these kids that grew up in the, that like born into the streaming age. And they're gonna be like, what? I gotta buy music. And then like you hear it anywhere else. It's, it's automatically copyright infringement. Yeah. Yeah. The ownership of everything. I, I was saying to, to your boy, Sean Lee, that, Right now, there there was something I posted by a, an artist called uh, Lauren Lorange, mm-hmm. um, and he he put up a thing on Instagram. He was like, "I I got into a record store and someone was buying my album that I created." Right, and Lorange was like, "Oh, that's that's my album." He he's like, "Like, oh, that's my album," and the person buying it was like, "No, this is it's my album. I'm, I'm buying it." And so mm-hmm. Sean Lee was like, "Well, what is? Do you own your music when it's in the public?" And I said, well, you own the right for other people to own it, but not own the right for people not to own it. So as like a, as a, as a music creator slash artist slash record label, you own the, you kind of own the right for other people not to own it. You own the yeah. right for other people not to own the rights to your music. That's kind of what you own. Um, and then purchasers do own a, a, a physical piece or a digital download to listen to. And that's kind of, that's your right as a consumer. And then, you know, with NFTs and the scarcity model of music, you kind of have explicit ownership over a certain title. That's kind of like... You know how you can you buy a Mac and you own it, but you can't change it. Anything yeah. about it? Like you buy a piece of music and you what, what's have that the called? Music. It's, it's non-module, not modular. Yeah, and there's like this whole right to repair thing to go on. That's kind of like the same thing with music. Like, okay, I bought this, bought this CD. Why can't I change it or yeah. redistribute? Change it and redistribute it. You know, because they bake that into the model where you, you can't. <laughs> Someone says you can't do that or else we'll come for some money. That's interesting. But that that's also kind of just 
you know, like most things in human life, it's kind of just a social construct. But you also have, <clears throat> in that vein, you can see if people are distributing and, and remixing things, if you have some metadata in, in the digital description of something. Fucking hell, dude, these NFTs. These NFTs, I see it so clear. I don't see it clearly, but I understand it clearly. Just like the more I read about blockchain, I'm just like, dude, this shit's going to be nasty. The olds won't get it, but the youngs will. What do, what do you think you're increasingly understanding? Well, the more I realize how blockchain represents scarcity, yeah, I'm just like, okay, now this this just gives so many things like value. You know, yes. people love scare shit. Yeah, people dude. fucking love scare shit, dude. Like I see, I find a coin. It says total supply like five hundred. I'm like, bro, I want that. I don't know what it is, but there's only five hundred of them. I know it's gonna go up a lot or something. But good. Just yeah, like I that. mean that's that that it's like some, it, something to your brain. I think if you do really break it down very generally. uh part i don't know one of like three parts of what crypto did was make things scarce on digital platforms and that's that's what people have been i think that's what people have been saying for a long time and it's kind of been lost in the in the bull market of media talking about crypto <clears throat> mm -hmm. at least i don't know in general but that is one of the big selling points of they're like yo we figured out how to make things unique on the internet so enjoy God what a damn. slow crawl to the inevitable future am i right it's fucking what if you but when you think about like how much has changed in yeah. what 20 years 20 years like back in the day like the only Big way computer be, in a room yeah the only way to be a content creator online was to be a programmer you know there was no upload button there's no drag and drop. It was complicated, soul-crushing code, paragraphs, pages to do the simplest thing. This guy was explaining like the first era of the internet was basically largely just people making a bunch of shit and linking it together, you know? And then the second portion was making programs, linking that to the fucking web pages and just building like infrastructure so that content creators could be everyday people and not computer engineers. And now this portion is we're trying to figure out how to, well, we already kind of did, how to transact on the internet without someone holding our hand around, along the way. Internet of value. I love it. I Hold your big boys it. for a long time, not financial advice, but that's what I'm going to do. Hold the big boys for a long time, eh? Hold the big boys for a long time. Long Ada, not financial advice. Long uh, Ada, long Cardano making better software for my computer, please. Yeah. It is kind of funny because I couldn't give you a white paper on Cardano off top, but boy, they have me in their loyalty program. You have, you have the Cardano, Cardano VIP rewards? I, I got my Cardano credit card. Fucking the they did have crypt. a very cool conference that was metaverse based. The crypto market's waking up again. Um, uh, 
like I said, it might go to uh, 20K in about 11, year, 11 months' time, says someone else that I trust. So, literally any day, you just wake up and just go. Just but go, then, bam, you know, and everything else will go bam. And Cardano will be like, now nah, I'm gonna chill here. <laughs> Cardano goes down like 10 cents. Like, yeah, yeah what? that's literally like, not what you're supposed yeah. to do, dude. We got we to make up a new cryptonomic. I thought we were all in this together, Cardano. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, volatile things, dude. It's crazy how the young people have been, have now baked into, especially people that really gotten it, <laughs> into, into money workings in 2020 slash 2021. They're, uh, they're used to volatility now. My volatility tolerance is nasty. It's disgusting. That's why anyone else, anyone over 55, finance, if they saw what my portfolio did, they would throw themselves off the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's quite interesting. And I think then, it's like, dangerous. It's, it, it, I think it's, it's dangerous it's, it, because when you make money so fast, that, yes. Like anything, any other way of making money, like the normal way of making money, even if it's fast, even if it takes a year, I'm just like, Oh, this is people, so fucking long. People have lost the edge of, of patience. And patience is a, a giant edge in a traditional market. And mm. and but the thing is, and it was really interesting to hear people talking about it. What happened with especially with crypto, but people said they saw it in traditional markets as well, is that the time frame of, of things happening has been condensed. Like 2020, it was a basically a freaking V, and you have a giant slopped down and it didn't take two years or three years to recover it recovered in freaking half a year which is uncalled for you know so that so someone gets in in traditional markets first as a 25 year old and you're like oh dude this is this just goes up and down like crazy and then that's not what happens you get you get three hundred thousand percent over 30 years but not over three months you know um, yes, it'll take years to double your money in stock. And then, and then s- someone gets that, and then especially, especially because you didn't, you don't have to be a genius to win a trade. Anybody can win a trade, you know. And when and everybody was winning all the trades in 2020 to now, well, to the, when Bitcoin was peak last, um, and then it made people think like, yo, I can do anything, dude. I could. I'm a, I'm a freaking genius. And if you bought fucking, I bought, I bought an Ethereum a week ago. I'm already yeah. at 50%. Yeah. A week ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, cool. But then, so people also don't realize that like, <clears throat> you have to bake in the volatility into, <laughs> into everything in, in crypto meaning. But I mean, even in traditional things, you got, what are the highs and the lows of everything and the highs and the lows are freaking 60 and 10 in a span of a couple months. The good news is if you can tolerate a year, which is not long at all. Yeah. You're probably most likely up from the previous year with crypto. And I mean, that is the condensed version of traditional markets as well. If you hold something for a few decades, you're going to be up no matter what. It's, It's how it's rigged. It's how it's will be rigged until the society falls. Uh, or at least a slow decline. Shout out China. Someone was saying that. Fucking 800. I'm looking at these, some of these things. 854%. Fucking 4,000%. 294%. Oh, what? 
on some of the I'm just looking at the biggest gainers on coin market cap. Well, you're too late. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not getting into this. Are you kidding me? I mean, that would be a death sentence. <laughs> we hop in at four thousand percent. Now yeah. me a year ago <laughs> would have been like now's the time. Highs and lows, yeah. man. Highs and not, lows. Not even a year ago was the Dogecoin GameStop fiasco. More than a year ago it was? Not even a year ago. It seems like it was yesterday. Really? I feel like it was a long time ago. See, that's what I'm saying, man. People have a, a very skewed, condensed time with this stuff. And it's funny because it's, I don't like, know. January wasn't that far. Long I mean, ago. I was looking at a, a project that I re- wrote down. It was in November of 2020. And I'm like, oh, man. Didn't execute hard enough. Nope. I gotta get off freaking TikTok. Go read as a man thinketh. My God, dude. Are you on Ex- TikTok doing bullshit? Bullshit. I mean, uh, I, half of it is is sourcing videos. Not even half. A, a fraction of it is sourcing videos to post other places. But it's it's no. It's, it, it it ate my brain a day out of <laughs> out of my week. Damn. Just delete it for a day or so. I still, I, but I, I want to source videos. I need to grab someone else to source videos. Fucking. Or just re-download it every Friday. That algorithm is, I just like find a bunch and then just not use it for a week. Yeah. I'm deleting it right now, dude. But then I'm just in a cycle of fucking. They got disgusting. us. They got our so I'm saying, I'm st- I still say that it's half a PSYOP from China, dude. It's what? A, a psyop i can't define off top but like a, a government attack thing uh psyop definition maybe or just a you know a very addictive product that people make but then they regulate in their own country because they don't want their kids to be dumb and have no attention apparently facebook did a study on whether instagram makes teen girls suicidal yeah that was the big that was a big thing in 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 uh the trial they were talking about yeah and for those that don't know the conclusion was yes mark zuckerberg said no social media is good for society and the whistleblower was like if teen suicide is good for society then this guy has a screw loose hmm they facebook did a study where their conclusion was yes it does yeah well facebook mark zuckerberg and Sheryl sandberg both of you are complicit in the death of my teen daughter, JK. She's still alive. TikTok has more of that or less of that? (coughs) Uh, There's a mix, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, dude, I feel like... There was this girl, I saw her story, and she was like, ask me anything ask me questions and someone was like only fans question mark and she was like i'm sick of you guys asking me about only fans once i'm done with this contract or partnership with some lingerie company or whatever in november mm-hmm. i'm never posting bikini pics again i'm tired of being sexualized i'm thinking like damn dude this girl is fucking locked into a contract where she has to post almost naked every week or else she'll get sued like that's a that's an aspect of the app I never even thought about. Like some girls literally have to just like post pictures every week for, for a little bit of money they got paid a year ago, almost a year ago. And then just have men just like comment 
and on right. the other side of that on the consumer side probably most females that is their feed that yeah. they're, they're that they're addicted to yeah so i get that i, I also have to realize that <laughs> i don't think my instagram is most people's instagrams I yeah that. i i also the the uh addiction has definitely and and positive reaction has swayed for me towards tiktok away from instagram pretty significantly like i i i, I go from tiktok and then i go to instagram and it's like going it's like going from youtube to daily motion i'm still on instagram i don't like how like there's, there's not a there's, cool, but like you can't choose what you see yes uh, yeah I agree with that, but I also believe that there's a lot more entertainment on TikTok than there is on Instagram. Instagram now seems less exciting for me. Yeah, that's kind of like how I'm able to like not be on TikTok for very long. After like watching three or four things I don't care about, I'm just like, wait, what is this? Like, why, you know? 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week. What else could you do in 20 hours a week? Literally two to three books. You could build a fucking... Oh bitch in business 20 hours a week <laughs> all right all right all right heard understood thank you appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it needed someone i needed someone just nice and explicit yeah it was bad this week dude <laughs> fuck um let me do square real quick square could make a Bitcoin mining system for the masses. Shout out my boy Square, man. Y'all like traditional finance? Hey, man, you might like Square. Trafi? Tradfi? Trafi? Trafi? I forgot the acronym for it. DeFi and... and I, I love how that's a thing that too. Young kids be like, yo, <laughs> not even me. I mean, not even young kids, but like me. I'm like, yo, you like traditional finance? <laughs> or, or you like this heroin crypto shit, huh? Uh, Square, this is not a good site. PC Mag is trying to do an enterprise story for this, and I don't want an enterprise story. Give me some AP news or something, baby. Baby. Um, I heard Square a lot, man. He's Jack Dorsey cool. says Square may build a Bitcoin mining system adding to a Bitcoin price surge. Square CEO Jack Dorsey said late on Friday the company might jump into the Bitcoin mining business. Dorsey tweeted that the company is considering a Bitcoin mining system based on custom silicone and open source for individuals and businesses worldwide. If Square does execute on this, Dorsey said the company would follow its hardware wallet model built in the open and in collaboration with the community. Twitter also has a project where they're they're doing a decentralized social media, so... Yeah, that's good. Um, Dorsey's goal would be to make crypto mining the process of creating new Bitcoins by solving increasingly complex computational problems more accessible, much as Square's original version vision was to make it easier for small businesses and independent proprietors to take credit card payments. I could hmm. see, I could see the parallel, a little different with payments and kind of income. He wrote that the Bitcoin mining should be as easy as plugging a rig into a power source. I like the vision, Jack. I like it. 
Today, the Bitcoin mining industry is dominated by large-scale players who can afford to buy tens of thousands of ASICs. Can you define ASIC for me? No. I don't to look at that. No, I mean, I just off top. ASIC. Can you actually? Application-specific integrated circuit. No, oh, of course, of course. A type of specialty gear used to mint a new coin. The team run Jesse Dorogusker who is the hardware lead at Square, will begin studying the technology necessary to take this project on, according to Dorsey. Just one one chick in a room studying Bitcoin mining. <laughs> hey, get to work. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the press about what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, we have this one girl, Jesse. She's she's going hard on the internet. And, uh, you know, I, I have the utmost faith that she's going to give us something that we need, baby. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Getting there. I didn't even just stop. named in a tweet like yeah we got jesse on. <laughs> i just got the job and i'm already in the newspaper jesse's like yo what she she didn't get the that that's her notification of her leading the team of, like, fuck i guess i got a promotion of user accessible <laughs> hardcore hardware mining but jesse does say that afshin rezai the leader and architect of Square's Silicon team in Toronto since 2015 will lead the project, given Silicon is at the core of this new initiative. Silicon? Silicon? Aluminium. What is silicon? Isn't it like a metal or something? I would assume so. And that's what most things are made out of. Silicon is a chemical element with the symbol SI See? atomic number four. It's a hard, brittle, crystalline, solid thing. Why is it called Silicon Valley? Because that's what most computer and hardware stuff is made out of. It's originally referred to the large number of innovators of manufacturers in the region specializing in silicon-based MOS transistors and integrated circuit chips. The popularization of the name is credited to Don Hofler. Come on, Don. Silicon Valley. I don't like it anymore. Don was Don was over there. He's like, yo, let's call this joint Silicon Valley, huh? Like, I here used we are, to man. Love Silicon Valley. And now I'm just like, ugh, get me out of here. Are you in Silicon are you in Silicon Valley? No, I'm not. No, I'm not right now. But like I used to go there every year to visit my grandpa. Sure. And now it's like I go back there and Everyone either works for Google, eBay, PayPal, or Starbucks. That's, like, oh. that's that's good case study, man. That's, that's some companies you might want to get towards, eh? And it's like even it's even worse. I thought it couldn't. There's no way it could be worse than LA, where people care about what you do more than who you are. Yeah, and it's like more so. <laughs> they, you tell them your name, immediately they forget it, and they're just waiting for you to ask them what they do so they can tell you that they're a, a hot new startup that was acquired by Elon Musk. What do you do? Oh, uh, graphic design. That's cool. I breathe usually. <laughs> yeah, so what someone just... asked me is, uh, uh, I hadn't, hadn't seen them. <laughs> it was an, is an elder fellow. And he was like, so what do you do for a living? And I said, I, I usually breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I work Patagonia every day. Yeah. That's the thing too. Oh man. Dude, there was Fuck a man. there was a RZA collaboration with North Face, and I thought that was kind of funny. That's random. Apparently, it might have been a thing. Oh, I tweaked my shoulder, man. I think I was doing push-ups wrong. I, I, oh. I saw someone 
said wide stance for you get more chest, right? Mm-hmm. But then I looked up shoulder tweaking for push-ups, and everyone was like, "Yo, if your if your elbows are out, you're probably ruining your rotator cuff." And I was like, "Oh, I've been doing that for like four months." Jesus Christ! Yeah, so just the shoulders last night at the gym, first time, and like doing shoulders in like three weeks because my shit was fucked up. <laughs> but I yeah, did. felt so. I, it still kind of hurt. I was like, I'm just gonna go, but I fucking just oh god, I was in there till four a.m. That's something. Yeah, it was quite the workout. Doing abs, going hard on abs. Because I don't want to get fat. Yeah. I also thought that doing... Because that's what I did in the mornings as well. But I thought that might have tweaked my neck, shoulder. I just wasn't... I just... I don't know. I've been doing little micro-exercises plus other exercising for like... Since March. Every day. So... I really need to jog, but I need new shoes. Shit's I had, my I had a couple weeks of of running, but it, like I stopped doing squats because my right knee would pop. Oh no! I, and I think it's a muscle thing where it's just tight, but I, I'm not positive. But I thought my knee might have been bad, so I thought running might have made it bad. But I might go for a run. It was just being a pussy that made. Well, it I don't bad. know, dude. Like your knee doesn't pop when you do squats, does it? Like crack, like make noise yeah sometimes it doesn't hurt there's there's two sounds though i think i think one is like a bone thing and then another thing is is muscle grinding on each other because it's tight i think as long as i don't feel pain like (laughs) i'm sure it's okay that's i don't want to wake up and be like oh man i was just i was just ruining my body in my 20s and and then a couple decades from now i'm just like oh my god this hurts I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think about the point where I, I know how to exercise correctly because I used to be ruining my shit. My wrists used to always be sprained. Hmm. My fucking, like, I would always just be like, like this because I like, yeah. wouldn't stretch. Yeah, stretch. And, yeah, now yoga like, every, every uh, oh, A yoga sesh once a week or what? I should do that, but I don't. This is what I've been doing instead of legs because I'm scared I'm going to break my knee. I got a few legs. Got it like twice a week. I was on arms, legs, arms, yoga, arms, legs. No, no back, no chest. Well, I mean, upper body, lower body. Uh, I'm not, I'm not in a gym, so it's kind of dependent on what I watch. But yeah, a lot of backs, a lot of shoulders. Probably the least amount is chest, actually, which is. I don't like. Um, uh, if you get really big arms, it's gonna look gross. If you just have a fat chest, <laughs> I knew a guy. <laughs> it looks so gross. His chest was so flat; it was disgusting. But I'm also I'm not putting up hella weight right now because I only have like my set of dumbbells, which is like my eyes is like 35. So yeah. I'm super like lean, but I'm not putting up hella weight, which I eventually I did go up. So like when I'm supposed, that's why I think I might have tweaked my shoulder. Cause I was doing like, I was doing this joint with like oh. a 35. It's heavy. And it's kind of, yeah. It's I think a, I do like 15 on this. It's <laughs> okay. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. I might've, I might've found the source. <laughs> God damn. No, but I was like, yo, I like, I, I can't because I, I'm not putting up hella weight. So like, I like, I have to do like my small, I, my head this space was like, I have to do my small weights that I would usually do with my heavier weights. 
uh-huh. and I was doing this joint. <laughs> it just fucking. Yeah. Can you lift uh, your hand hand over your head? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It was just, but dude, what it was though, I also had like compression when I was breathing in my chest. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, I didn't know if that was like. I'm pretty sure it's it's related, but I also thought I might have been like dying of COVID for a second. I also uh, died of COVID, but it's really just this dirty bong I'm smoking out of. You still smoking? Smoking yeah. bongs, dude. Come dude, on. that's ribbon bong, dude. I also had a had a. <laughs> I have really old weed that I break out like once a month. Yeah, and jealous. I don't know if that was also like in my chest. I don't know if it was bad. I don't really want to research because someone will say, no, don't do that. But like, I like having half a joint for every two months or so. I just look up dirty bomb <laughs> bad. Yes. Google says yes. They're just like, oh, it's not great, but. See, now if, if Twitter just makes a, an awesome decentralized platform, it's over for you bitches. Yeah. And then. Facebook will be like, ooh, we want to go decentralized. But... <laughs> That's what, if these big, yeah. Maybe they just make a different product that's decentralized. Be cool. Jesus Christ. Maybe that'll be like the thing where like, because I feel like people are starting to care about their shit being encrypted. Maybe that there will be like a huge push, a huge privacy push by like Apple or something. Be like, you gotta it's, go decentralized. It's gonna, it's gonna have to be it might be that, dude. It might. It has to be freaking. I think Twitter, bro. It has to be Twitter making a mass media of saying, "You guys, you guys got to just your your privacy matters to us, and we're going decentralized. And any other products you use sucks if it's not decentralized. That's what's needed. It's not gonna. I don't. It's. I just don't think there's enough <clears throat> mind power behind decentralization in, in the general public. It could also be a thing to where like safari or whatever will just like tell you this is a decentralized website sure. like how they tell you if it's like that's what i'm saying you. i also think it's the the google ad part of it is very important because if that goes decentralized or there's another product where that can get a fraction of a market share of advertising online that could be a product that moves opinions, but I don't know. A lot of people make a lot of money on Google advertisement stuff, Facebook advertisement stuff. Um, but it, but also in that way, you're also tied to those things. And when Facebook goes down, you had probably small businesses going down. And so what might be needed in that sense is small businesses being like, yo, I need direct ownership of monetizing my thing on the internet. If there's an ad platform that can do that, it's pretty hard, pretty nice. People may also be like, you know, I'm tired of giving Amazon or whatever a cut of my sales, you know. People hate it, but they have a very superb product that Amazon offers. So they're like, oh, 50%, but you do everything for me. So a video, I didn't even see the video, but it was like a thumbnail. It's like 18 year old kid makes a million dollars a month on Amazon. I was like, <laughs> so you're raking in about three my guy <laughs> like that's fucking nasty dude like like that's incredible a million dollars a month on amazon oh, you're making a million dollars on a platform you didn't even make 
that's been around since before you were born. Everyone else around you is complaining about Jeff Be- Bezos being the richest guy on the planet and spending all his money on rocket ships, but you're like being like, huh, let me use this tool to make money for myself. That's fucking bitching, especially if you're 18. It's fine. You know, like shit. That's, I, I should have watched the video, see what he was selling, but. Just a course. <laughs> just a course three failed stores but a successful course yep, yep. If, if you have how many people do you see the watch count on it plus uh, 500k probably that's like one plus of 500k one percent of that what is that let me see if i can find it let me see what's one percent of five hundred thousand? i'll do that research one percent uh, that team millionaire amazon five one percent of 500,000 people, right? That's 5,000 people. Meet the youngest Amazon millionaire, 52,000 views one week ago. He just looks like he's just showing his warehouse. Oh, yeah, I got to pull up in the fucking whatever car that is. Can't even say it. What the fuck? Does he sell candy? <laughs> he's selling Mike and Ikes? Are you kidding me? He's got the uh, the curiosity in the beginning of the video for you. I got to watch this video after this podcast. 0.01% of 500,000 people. What's the watch count? 52,000. Oh, okay. But it is a brand new video. But let's just go. 0.0. Okay, maybe not 0.01. This guy's other videos have like 500,000. So maybe it'll get there. So 0.01% of 500,000 people is 50. So if a, a tenth of that video's audience signs up for a a let's say $300 class. <laughs> so you already got 15,000 in the bucket off of one video, dude. It's kind of makes fucking bank. He's just a Shopify kid. I hate how people say Amazon FBA. Do they know Amazon FBA stands for fulfilled by Amazon? I'm saying Amazon fulfilled by Amazon. Just say FBA. I mean or FB Amazon. It is Amazon's FBA. Amazon like, fulfilled Amazon's, by Amazon. Well, because FBA is like a shipping service. So it's Amazon's FBA shipping service. But you don't say Amazon AWS. I mean, you do, but do they say, no, do they say, say AWS. AWS? But like, that's a product. FBA is just like a, a section in Amazon. Yeah. Shout out FBA, man. I hope, I hope my... My good old guy Abner is doing well, dude. I was flipping boxes for that man. I'm afraid of FBA. Why? I, I I dabbled with it, but just the onboarding process was so head hurty. I was like, dude, I I I was I have a strong feeling I'm going to lose money in this, so I didn't go through with it. Yeah, yeah, especially if you don't have like rigorous rigorous case studies and like market tested things yeah uh it's a it's a lot easier to go negative than uh quickly than you open up a shopify you're like oh i, I can i did it and it's, it wasn't that super frictionful and then you lose money you're like oh okay but fba you gotta it's like sign up for a government job yeah you were fucking calling me you're like you gotta verify your identity hold it up to the hold your id up to the screen yeah, man, it's it's, like, it's not a it's not a quick little whim. It's like, bro, like we're gonna send but you I a mean, postcard, the, and you gotta the people that uh, 
really like <laughs> the people that buy the FBA courses and, and the person that's leading it, forcing them to do it all the way through, you probably get something okay out of it. But out of that, you probably get 1%, 5% of people that follow through. And probably half of those people lose. So many losers. And then all the products that people are showing of like people to use on FBA is probably not good on FBA at all. And if you have no power, like if you're Chinese shipping it, then you're screwed. Have you seen those Instagrams where it's usually meme pages, but then they'll just make like a, they'll have a drop shipping store with single product in the description. And like every two weeks or maybe every month or so, same store, but they replace the product. And I think it's like this kid that has like 10 Instagram accounts and just puts the same shitty like commercial. Oh, check out this military grade flashlight link in my bio. And every time I go look at the website to see if it's the same guy, same guy, same website, single product store. And he's just like selling shit for one month and then finding something else. Free traffic. Then you get a percentage. I mean, how many followers? Those Instagrams are crazy. How many followers? Uh... Over over a hundred thousand. So probably about conservatively five K people watching the posts. Maybe one thousand uh go onto the site, five hundred people go through two fifty people <laughs> go through to a checkout and get a solid solid little thing out of it. Yeah, and it's like definitely shit I would buy if I was like fifteen. Mm. world's strongest laser pointer are you kidding me fuck yeah dang that. yeah you have a clean site man it's not even clean it looks like a word a fucking word document dang <laughs> it's just like it's just a really big it's a, it has like a shitty video of just like something you're just like huh i want to buy that like strongest flashlight in the world 13 bucks fuck yeah put that in my fucking cart but if it was just like a an animated uh 2008 stick figure cartoon and he's just walking across and he's like, yeah, look at this thing. Nah, it's usually like a kid, like a teenager just like playing with it with like a shitty video and then shitty site, fucking PayPal. But I'm just like, bro, I know he's getting fucking views because like it's if you, the pay button is so big right there. Like you, you got to make it very easy, man. Make it easy for the no other choices. A single product, one page, click here, big old arrows pointing. You get 10 people, 5 people, 500 people. Just funneling people, man. I don't... I love it. That is also why TikTok is kind of not fun. It's hard to funnel in TikTok a little bit. Yeah. From a creator's perspective. You can make a... uh, I know a lot of people that like when they drop ship, they don't spend a dime on Facebook ads because fuck Facebook. They just make a TikTok dedicated to the product, make some videos, repost them like every day for a month, and that's just like free traffic. TikTok ads. And TikTok ads. I I haven't even looked in the TikTok ads. I'm saying there's a space right there, right now. Do with that what you will, everybody. I'm going to leave. You got anything else uh, on your mind? What did you learn this week? What did you fail at this week? Just learning a lot about Web 3.0, trying to visualize the products that will be made for it or utilized 
for it. There's definitely going to be a lot of companies popping up that are going to be like, yo, we will help transition your business to this infrastructure, you know, cause it's, cause all the other businesses are doing it, you know? Um, so did you study what that looked like? Cause I think you brought it up from, from one, from early internet to middle internet of how that transition happened for companies. Well, a lot of it, well, like, a big step was like that guy we interviewed said was a lot of the processing power of the internet moved from people's homes or whatever to like AWS or Microsoft or Google and people used code to build tools to make it easy for people to create content online. So now we're in the era of people learning about this stuff making tools, most of it will fail Fail to help people transition, to help the layman transition to Web 3.0, which probably won't be for like, I don't know, like at least another decade, probably, slowly, maybe earlier. Six, seven. But, Six, but seven. like, at what point will my grandma know about blockchain? Probably never. At what point will my parents know about blockchain and use it a lot? Maybe like five, six, seven years. I'm still saying no. The, that technology, just like people that don't know like code behind Square and and and, and Wix and stuff, it's it's knowing about the technology is a lot more niche than utilizing the technology with products. Yeah, it's not going to be about like yo this website's on blockchain. It's just going to be this utilizes this tool and it's a really good product. Use it, but. If you're on the other side, blockchain, maybe. If you're on the other side, you're going to make a lot of money, especially if you know how to code fucking Solidity and shit, which I'm not really trying to get into. I, I do suggest CryptoZombies.io for, do that for like an hour just to get a little bit of a, you get a solid understanding. Um, it's fun, but I think also Solidity is a little uh, too narrow. For a lot of the coding. I think it's just like really one aspect of just making smart contracts. Which is cool. It's really cool. I wonder if there have you ever used Uniswap? Yes. I wonder if there's like a fucking WordPress plugin. Like an Ethereum for crypto. Connect your wallet WordPress plugin. You can connect to your site where like you don't yeah. need a username password. You just do that. And yeah. then like you have a store and you just buy products with Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Like, that would be a fucking tool. A lot of what people can do right now, just like creators that are this much into crypto and blockchain is put up... You can can integrate people paying for your stuff with Bitcoin and and crypto. Um, Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Yeah that mindset of, of thinking of bridges, especially layman term <laughs> bridges of what people are going to be using the internet for um, and implementing whatever little way you can in that in your business probably gives you an edge. Be careful though. Like if you put like a payment system for Bitcoin on your website, it could just be a company that like just, you know, takes your Bitcoin and buys it on your behalf, you know, like I'm talking like you connect your wallet 
and it goes straight to the person. No, no intermediary it goes straight from wallet to wallet, like from the website. Seems pretty easy, eh? See, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, QR code into a software. WordPress plugin, Ethereum. I know. And then, Steam. like that, transactions on the blockchain that you bought a shirt on That's Ethereum from FunnyShirts.com. Well, is that a question? Did I miss it. No, no, no. That was just an example. Ah. Uh, and then, like, are you? I don't know. Definitely, just but, I mean, accounting. <laughs> if, if if there's probably a lot of people that are making accounting apps via blockchain right now, they're probably gonna kill it. find anything uh i found this one thing which doesn't look very it's just called ethereum wallet yeah i also, also don't know the security of the marketplace of four plugins stars. for sites right now that excuse might me sorry be a, a thought in itself of making the the site plugin marketplace for secure crypto apps for people's things does Square have a website making thing? Yeah, Square. Uh, I don't know, but I found there. a fucking plugin. It's literally. I'm scared. It's literally a, a an exchange, mm. but it's six hundred bucks. But you can have your own exchange if you wanted to slap an exchange on your website. I need I need that joint to be triple audited, hella secure, and Elon Musk and. And Jamie Dimon telling me it's okay to use it. 217 sales, 336 comments, 4.67 stars, 12 ratings. It said, very good plugin. Good job. Thanks for your input. Very well produced. Nice job. Oh, one star. Not recommend to buy. Don't really always work. Creator not active to provide the solution. No update. You- it's a total waste of money and time. But this was two years ago. Okay. And they responded, hello, we made a new version, totally redesigned and improved many things. Please check out the new version. Many things. Uh, I'll, I'll check this out. I'm not going to drop 200 bucks. I don't even have a product to use it on. So, but like, this is interesting. It's a good mind space. Book of the week. What's your recommendation? I say, as a man book, thinketh, I'm going to go. Book of the week. Ah, fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, a YouTube video is playing. And I have to find it. I didn't hear Book you. of the week. What am I reading right now? Fucking... Uh, not reading anything new, but my mom got me a book. Where'd I put it? What are you rereading? What am I rereading? Still reading, uh, Rockefeller. That's always around. It's so long. Good old JDR, eh? Yeah, he's just, he's just a great guy. Uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, I want to start. Which cover is that? It's, uh, I wish I could show you, but it's my tripod right now. Oh, uh, the yellow red one? Yeah. Classic. I haven't read that. As a man thinketh, I'm about to go hop into. As, as always, Money you. Master the Game. As always, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. As always, uh, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. As always... Screw TikTok unless you're super disciplined and not getting on it. My goodness. Okay. Rick and Bond, you're listening to this right now. You know where to get us. Go rate five stars. WS.live slash story. You can get a sweet, sweet merch. 
Might have to make that rickerbond.com slash store. Yeah. I gotta update the fucking because when you go to rickerbond.com, you get a sweet your connection is not private message. Hmm. Yeah, because the the SS what is it called? SSL. SSL. That's interesting. It's turned on. I think I turned that on on GoDaddy. I gotta look into that. But might want to make that a fun little test site for cool one pages. I'll probably get on that. Um, so many domains. Holy shit. Yeah, pick one and execute. <laughs> okay. Execution is key, my friends. Write down what you need to do. Give yourself a time in the day where you can do it. Scheduling and habit is good. Uh, get up in the morning. Go tell someone you love that you love listening to Ricker and Bond. Definitely and brush your fucking teeth. My God. Everyone's saying, why is this guy so infatuated with teeth brushing all the time? Like, I get bro. it. I agree, but he always talks about it. Bro, brush your teeth, bro. That's like the one thing you can do for other people that would just make their day. It's like the one thing you do for both of you. It's a good habit as well. I Mostly mean, like, for you. Something something that you always do. Um, Rick and Bond on Instagram. I plugged five stars in the beginning. Nice job. Uh, try to think of ways. Th- th- I, I saw a thing that says, think of some of your best traits as a person. I think some people don't do that. And it helps with like subconscious something. But think of your best traits. And you ever like see those red flag tweets? They, I've, I've seen them popping up, yeah. My red flag, my only red flag is that I'm too good to be true. That's the only one. <laughs> that's, that's, that's too, I think that's a little broad. You need a little more specific. Oh, anyway. I don't know. I think I'm pretty funny. Okay. Usually people <laughs> that say that aren't that funny. But I think I'm pretty funny. I think uh, when I when I when I go for the laugh, ninety percent of the time I get it. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good like pretty good stat. And uh, I think that if they didn't laugh, they probably just didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got to say it again it's louder so they hear it. That's that's a good bit. That's a good bit. I like. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bit. Uh, I think I'm a good reader. Yeah, I like researching. Good researcher. Good with data, dude. Great with data. Love data, data analytics. You have a little Python in there. Python. What else? One more thing I'm good at. I, I pot all hell, you know? Pot all heck. Love media. Media mogul, some might say. I paid a guy $5 to make me... Write me up some Python code that'll download Instagram stories without them seeing, without someone seeing. Cool. I've seen these websites and he sent me the code. And I was like, bro, I don't know how to code. Like, how do I like deploy this to the web? He's like, bro, for two dollars, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I was like, you got bro, I'll give you three. You got it, bro. <laughs> so yeah. He's, I want to see how that looks and just put some ads on that. Rick and Bond, thanks for listening. Good day. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs>